be a little bit warm with that thing on there today, so I had to go ahead and take that off. So, All right, if you will, please go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs 3, and uh, we are looking particularly at verses 5 through 8. Well, I will go ahead and read through the entirety of it just to set us in context for us as well. For Proverbs chapter 3, now I'm going to read the entirety of up until verse 12, okay? <clears throat> Hear ye then the word of the Lord. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline, but or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves as the father of the son in whom he delights. The grass withers, the flower fades, that the word of our God endures forever and ever. Father, we do... Thank you, Lord, for thy holy word. We do pray, grant us understanding, Lord, as we approach thy word with fear and trembling. Lord, we pray for your blessing upon each one. Father, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I do wonder this year, of course, we have a brand new year um, upon us. It is year 2024, and yes, uh, back in 1970, I thought that was like forever that we ever see that kind of date, right? Yeah, time really flies by very, very quickly. Uh, but I do wonder, I'm not asking a show of hands, I don't want to say that, but uh, I was wondering how many people have made some kind of resolution for 2024. Now some may resolve to eat less. Don't look at me, I understand. Some resolve for us to eat less. Others resolve to exercise more. Uh, some may resolve to try to be nicer to other people, those who are around them, and yes, some will hopefully resolve to start reading their Bibles or try listening to the Bible on CD or on your computers or whatever it might be. But reading through the Bible is always a good idea. If you, I hope you've done so uh, because you, uh, well, it's always a good idea because uh, if you will not fall into error, if you do not want to fall into heresy, uh, you must learn and you must know your Bible. And if you don't know the Word of God, you will certainly plunge into some kind of error one way or another. Uh, if you've been a Christian for many, many years, I certainly hope you've read it at least one time, but I hope you've read it many more times than once in your entire Christian life. For we need to know the Word of the Lord. If we say, we take His Word seriously, we love you, Lord. And He says, well, you need to read my Word. By the way, if you... Go over to some countries, you know, we have resolutions and all that here. 
uh, some countries you may find them announcing such as the year of the rabbit over in China, right? And, or the year of the horse or the year of the snake or the year of the dragon. A lot of kind of interesting things. Uh, however, uh, I do pray and I do hope that this year, 2024, will be a new year of trust for you. A trust in the Lord, okay? A trust in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. A true trust of faith in the Lord. And I do pray that you will hear and heed the Word of God. I pray that you'll lead and instruct your families as we need to do so. Leading them, instructing them from the Word of God. I pray you will know the Lord in a very real, personal way more and more all the days of your lives. And I do pray, of course, that you will indeed have a true fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, as the Bible says. It is the beginning of wisdom and the fear of the Lord. But I do pray that the Lord will bless you this year and all of your endeavors as you draw near uh, to God through his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you will not rely upon yourselves, not rely upon your own understanding, but you learn to rely upon God. Rely upon him. Put your trust and faith in him as the Holy Spirit teaches you. And as you learn to trust and to know and to fear the Lord, you will also love the Lord more, and you'll love your brethren and sistren uh, as well. Love your brothers and sisters in Christ. A little bit of background here, briefly. This is, of course, is a Psalm of Solomon who is instructing his son to hear and to learn to truly trust in the Lord. Okay, a song, this is a proverb of Solomon, sorry. But he prays for him to find wisdom and to walk in the blessing of God. And as he walks, uh, to do so according to the word of God. The theme of these verses is that, like the old hymn, which I should have used for the end of the service, uh, the theme of these verses is really that of trust and obey, trust and obedience by the true believer. So then let us consider our first heading from verse 5. As I've mentioned already, the, we are looking at verses 5 through 8. Our first heading from verse 5, it is time to trust the Lord. As we have never had before, maybe we need to certainly trust Him more and more, especially this year. Trust in the Lord, we read, with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And so trust is something that we all need more of. We need to grow in trust day by day. Okay, typically it takes us time to learn anything and to develop trust in people around us. If we trust someone, we expect them to trust us as well. Now maybe when you're a child, this happened to me as a kid, okay? Maybe some of y'all had the same experience. Maybe you're, when you're a little child, this became popular in schools to do, when you would have a teacher who would give you an experiment and trust. An experiment and trust. Hopefully this did not fail for you, and that did. Uh, basically this, when one child we be instructed to stand behind the other child. They could be instructed to stand behind them, and the child in front was simply to close their eyes and fall backwards, and the idea is the person behind you is to catch you. That would be ideal. It doesn't always work that way. I'm just saying, okay, it uh, should happen that way. Uh, but the idea is to, treat, to teach you how to trust somebody else. Yes, sometimes see, the child will... You know, just out of spite, will not catch you when you fall to the ground. So, no, I know not to trust them. Um, so, you learned not to trust that person, but the idea was an exercise to teach you to trust. Did anybody experience that when you were a kid? Yeah, one, 
to nobody. All right, after the service, we're going to be doing it. I said you. <laughs> yeah, all right. So uh, I'm surprised by that. We'll have to have that experiment tonight. No, I'm kidding. No, no. I would never let anybody fall, ever. Uh, but maybe that happened to you. Uh, however, while fallen man is by nature... Uh, as they are fallen, they are untrustworthy. The Lord, though, is always trustworthy. He will never fail you. And I notice the word Lord in our text is all capitalized, meaning is this is the covenant name for the Lord. It says the covenant name Yahweh or Jehovah, however you want to pronounce it. He has proven himself faithful over all the millennia. Okay? Uh, he can always be trusted, God says, and it shall be done. But here, God through Solomon commands, trust in the Lord, okay? It is not a trust in other deities, of which there are many of the day, and there are still in our day, uh, false deities, false gods made of wood, hay, and stubble, and some all kinds of made-up things nowadays, but only the Lord himself is God, and only he hears the cries of his people, not these false gods. Okay, now why is this command given trust in the Lord? Because it's absolutely necessary for us day by day as the people of God. We are to trust the Lord with all of our heart, meaning our entire being of who we are. It means to trust Him no matter what the affairs of life may bring our way. Uh, we are to trust Him with who we are. Okay, We trust Him, which means our faith is in Him. He is the God of providence. He works all of these things for our good and for His glory, even when we don't understand. We trust Him for His promises. He is the God of grace. He's the great I Am. Therefore, we can rely upon Him in all of the affairs in this life. We can trust in Him, no matter what it might be, no matter how bad it may be that we're going through. He is there, and He has not abandoned you. And so we are to trust the Lord with all of our hearts, and in doing so, he says, do not lean on your own understanding. Now, mankind is prone to want to rely upon themselves and not to rely upon God. That is, of course, a result of the fall of man back in the beginning. Now, they don't want to have to rely upon anyone else. They, they just want to trust themselves, okay? like the experiment with the child and the, uh, for the trust. They don't want to trust anybody else. They put their confidence in the flesh. They put their trust in their own abilities. And so it is really the sin of pride. Okay? It's a rejection of God's providential love and care for you. And so it's a sin of pride. What does a sinner typically lean to or rely on? himself or herself. They rely upon themselves. They rely upon their own foolish desires, their own foolish ideas, their own notions, their works, their deeds. He wants to rule his own world, essentially, in his own little sphere, if you will, but he wants to be sovereign over his own life and destination, as if he could somehow enter into heaven upon his own, his own abilities, or his own understanding, okay? Um, his... Uh, Charles Bridges said this, a great, uh, fantastic uh, Bible scholar um, oh, from the 1600s, 1700s. He said this, talking about uh, the sinner wanting to do this, his own power is his idol. Okay? His own power is his idol. His understanding is his God. That was said a long time ago. Is that true still in America? You bet it is. 
You bet it is. Okay, the sinner's own understanding will certainly lead them on the path of death. Okay, every single time. That's where it will lead. And so we need the Lord. Our own knowledge will fail. And so do not lean on your own understanding. The idea is do not rely upon your own understanding. It is erroneous. It will fail. So put your faith and trust in the Lord alone. God said through the Jeremiah the prophet, Cursed is a man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. So lean not on your own understanding, but what do we do? Lean and trust in the Lord. Lean upon the Lord. Rely on him. Don't rely on your own understanding. It will fail. Do we live in an age where humanity rejects the word of God? Yes, we do. They reject it in favor of what? Of their own man-made traditions, man-made doctrines that are not founded in the word of God. And do we see churches changing the gospel today? Yeah, all the time. All the time. They call sinners to flee from their wrath to come? Uh, no, not really. They call them for God to love everybody. That's what they say. God loves everybody. There's no wrath. You know, God sent his son. There's no more wrath for anybody. Yes, there is. If they are not in Christ, the wrath of God abides on them even while they live. Okay, so, so don't they say, don't worry about it. That's not happening yet. It may for you or me when we die, right? We have the preaching of today, of a, as I've mentioned about uh, six months ago, we have the preaching of a Christless Christianity today which cannot save a single soul. We hear the preachers basically teaching a churchless Christianity as well, where you don't need to go to church. Uh, you are the church. You're the church wherever you may go. You are a member of the body. Okay, You are part of the church, but you yourself are not the church. Okay, we as a body are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so they have a, basically they have a don't worry, be happy theology. It'll all be fine. You don't need to worry about God's wrath. Don't worry about his law. He loves everybody no matter what. And so folks, what is it? It is really time for us once again in America and around the world. It is time to trust the Lord. We are to trust and obey. We are to walk by faith, loving the Lord, following what he's commanded. And Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. Which can be a way of suffering and death. And though we don't always understand why. If we will see revival and awakening in America, and I pray that we do once again. Then we need Christians to start living by faith, day by day, walking by faith, trusting and relying upon the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, teaching your kids to do likewise. Because it is time. Okay, actually, it was time a long time ago, but it's definitely time today. Leading to our second heading, coming from verse 6. Do you need direction? It's time to know the Lord. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. As one, one scholar said this, he's not saying to simply you know, tip your hat to Jesus as you go about your daily lives. That is not the idea of acknowledging him that we're speaking about. Uh, we already know that it's time to trust the Lord, but it's also time to know him. Not simply know about him, as many in America do, but we are to know him personally and really and truly by faith through his Son, one scholar said this, trust in the Lord is worked out by knowing him in every step taken day by day. And all the tasks that you may do day by day, step by step, trusting in the Lord is worked out by knowing him 
all that time and through all that process and the daily affairs of your lives. Now, sometimes we all do need more direction in our lives. We understand that, we do. We didn't expect something to happen or something that didn't happen, and we get shaken up, we get kind of tormented about it, but we just need some kind of direction or instruction from the Lord, which is true. And again, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. What does that mean? Is that simply to give him a wink and a nod to God in our daily life? No. Again, Bridges said, take one step at a time, every step under divine warrant and direction. It means this, to acknowledge God is to know God. Do you know him in your daily affairs of life? Do you know him in every aspect of what you may be thinking, doing all the days of your lives? Are you knowing him in that way? The word acknowledge that you have in your Bibles, the word acknowledge comes from the word to know. We are to connect essentially every moment of our lives with a sense of God's immediate, very real presence in our lives. And so we live knowing God, but knowing that he is always there. It means you will follow his counsel from his word. Okay, We heed his commandments and you trust him who works all things together for our good. So trusting in his providence and sovereignty. Okay, I don't, I don't know what path to take. Maybe it can be a very difficult path. Then know the Lord and rely on his divine providence. Rely on him and he will manage all the affairs of this life for you. And do so for your good and for his ultimate glory. Another said this, In all your ways, small as well as great, in all of your concerns, personal or relative, temporal or eternal, let him be supreme. There you find peace or rest for your souls. Jesus said, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest in Matthew 11. And doing so... We read, he will make straight your paths. In other words, he will give you light, light from his word. And we are not to seek some kind of new revelation. So, well, you know, I know we got the Bible, but I need to hear a personal word from God audibly somehow that I know that he's speaking. We're not to seek new revelations, nor any kind of visible signs, okay? But we are to go to his holy word, and there we study, and we pray, and we ask the Holy Spirit to open the eyes of our hearts to hear and understand what's being written or said in his word. Matthew Poole, another uh, great commentary writer from uh, 1600s, along with Matthew Henry. Everybody knows Matthew Henry, but Matthew Poole was a great man, too, great man of God. He said in his commentary from 1685, he said, He will keep you from the paths of sin and destruction. And we don't need to be on that path, okay, of sin and destruction. And so do we need direction? Sure we do. Do we seek it from anywhere else? No, we seek it from the Word of God. We are to learn more of the Lord, know more of Him, yes, but know Him really and personally. Trust in the Lord who gave his son to redeem you. You know, the great love that's been expressed is because well, it was done for you. Think about that, to redeem your soul. And we were called to trod in the footsteps of Jesus, trusting for his divine guidance and providential will. And so it's time then to really know the Lord, knowing him and trusting him, and relying upon him, not simply a wink and a nod or a tip of the hat of the old days might have been, but to know him and the path that you are to take 
leading us to our last heading. Look at verses 7 and 8. Now I'll read that again. 7 and 8. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Okay? All right. So the third heading is the true trust fears the Lord. True trust fears the Lord. We've all heard from the psalmist, by the way, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and this is true. Here we are called to fear the Lord, and this proverb called the fear of the Lord, because truly there is little fear of the Lord in our own country today. Very little fear of God. Go to any schools, go to any council meetings, whatever it might be, there's very little fear of the Lord today. Now the Lord's day is simply a, a day of recreation. Today the Lord's day is simply a day of local shopping. I put local because that's typically what they mean. Uh, but it's a day that's become essentially where people uh, work out in the yard. Maybe they work out in the yard. They do in my neighborhood as well. Working on the Lord's Day, mowing grass, cutting trees and all that. And now we hear people basically mocking the church as they do so. And they gather idols for themselves, whatever that may be. They gather idols, okay? Uh, idols of vanity. And they riot in the streets today. They riot in the streets. They murder babies in the womb. And they have no fear of God. No fear of the Lord today. But they need to see that you and I have a true fear of the Lord. That reverence, that awe of the Lord that is there. But these are unbelievers that we speak of. They are ignorant of God's word. They don't know the Lord. And if they continue on that path, they will certainly die in their sins. In verse 7, this refers to believers in both Old and New Testaments. We surely have the command, and we must heed the command of the fear of the Lord. But this is not that terrifying fear of judgment for the Christian, as it is for the unbeliever. But it's a warning against self-confidence. Self-reliance. Okay, we are not to be wise in our own eyes. We're not to be like those who lean on their own understanding. Rather, we are to fear the Lord and turn away from evil. We are to fear the Lord. Okay, as Poole said, because the reverence and dread of the divine majesty will make a man, when he compares himself with God, little and vile in his own eyes. Reverence God's wisdom and you will despise your own. And we truly need to do this. Put away the foolishness of human wisdom. Put that aside. Okay, we need to be ready to do that. And let it be the wisdom and the fear of God uh, to depart from evil. Okay, we certainly need. Now remember, when God is honored, sin is hated. Sin is resisted. When God is being honored by you or me or whatever group it might be, when God is being honored, sin is hated and resisted. We don't hear that today anymore. Such as the child of God who hates sin and fears the Lord. Okay? They, they're honoring God even when they hate sin and fear the Lord in that manner. And so we do so with the result in this. Look at verse 8. This is a result of all this as well. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your homes. Okay, your bones, sorry. Refreshment to your bones. Not only is it the fear of the Lord good for the salvation of your soul, and it is, it is good for the body. And that's kind of strange for us to hear that. Uh, but the salvation of your souls, it's basically all of this is good for the body as well. And the diseases associated with such, uh, 
Okay, we see that such healing and refreshment comes. Okay, don't forget self-denial and godly discipline. It says can bring health to the body. For the child of God in Christ, the joy of the Lord is the strength. So blessings of body and soul to those who fear the Lord and turn from sin. Okay, so these blessings that may be there in different ways. So don't forget, turning from sin is always connected to turning to Christ in faith. If you've truly trusted the Lord, you will fear the Lord, okay? You will fear the Lord. It is definitely time, once again, it is time then to trust in the Lord as we need more and more to do so today in our day and age. We definitely need to know the Lord as we never have before. We must know him more through his word and by the power of the Holy Ghost. We must fear the Lord and have that reverence and awe for who he is, his majesty, his greatness, his loving compassion that he's shown to you and in me. So I do pray that we might seek the Lord while it is still today, that we might desire to please the Lord in all of our words and thoughts and deeds. And, and having said all that, as we get ready to come to the table, we must prepare ourselves to receive this glorious sacrament given by the hand of Christ our Savior, called, of course, the Lord's Supper, and we must partake in faith, and we must partake in humility, and we partake with hearts of joy. But we must know the Lord, we must fear him, and we must trust him. And are we doing so today? Because I pray that we are, and I pray that we will do so more and more this 2024. Who would have thought we would have came to 2024 20 or 30 years ago? But God is gracious, and he's still calling his sheep. Let's pray together. Father, we do thank you, Lord, for thy holy word, and we do thank you for Christ Jesus, our Savior. And Father, we do help us, Lord, to rely upon thy word, O oh Lord, rely upon you, Lord, and your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we pray for the moving of the Holy Spirit in each of our hearts, Lord. Draw us near unto thee, Lord. Lord, when there is doubt, Lord, that we might trust even more. Uh, Lord, when there is suffering or pain, that we still, Lord, lean upon you and not our own understanding, Lord, that you are the one who directs the path. Uh, Lord, help us to walk faithfully before you and prepare our hearts even now for this Lord's Supper. Father, we ask and thank you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. And at this time, if you would, the elders come forward, please. and prepare for the table here.